Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Now, here's your host, Joe Moss. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our new studios here. They look good, Mike, Mr. Producer, Subaru of, of Gwinnett Radio Studio. That's right. You could say that 10 times a show if you'd like. Okay, good. Well, anyway, we're brought to you by Embassy National Bank, and you are listening to On the Money. This is the show that helps you as a small business person do better. And uh, as you know, we uh, we bring guests in to talk about various topics. And um, today, a topic that uh, is very near and dear to my heart, we're going to talk about mentoring. And uh, we have brought to the studios Veronica Maldonado-Torres. How are you? I'm doing phenomenal, especially because you pronounced it so perfectly. There you go. <laughs> and um, tell us your comp- your role in your company. Sure. Uh, I am the program director of the Georgia Mentor-Protege Connection. It's a business development program where we mentor and support small businesses between a million to $30 million by matching them with a corporate mentor for 12 months. 12 months. Okay. 12 months. And okay. we're in partnership with uh, the Georgia Department of Economic Development and Georgia Tech's Enterprise Innovation Institute. All right. And then we were talking before the show, how long has this program been in place? We are celebrating 15 years uh, serving and supporting and developing small businesses through mentorship. And um, it was started by? Uh, Governor Roy Barnes at okay. the state of Georgia. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the whole intent and purpose was to develop Georgia's small business community and build their capacity so that they could do business with the state, uh, with, corporates, with corporate entities, and uh, just be viable and long-term economically sustainable. And um, you were funded, how are you guys funded? Or you're, you're a not-for-profit, I would guess, correct? We are. Okay, and how are you funded? We are rely heavily on our corporate sponsors and supporters. Okay, good. Um, well, give, us, give me an idea, just to, to help our listeners understand, give me an idea of a recent uh, success story. Sure, well... Uh, we're actually in our uh, fourth month of the current class of 2015, and I'll give you as recent as last week with our first reporting session, and I'll share with you kind of the format and flow of our calendar of year in a little bit. Uh, but our first reporting session after four months, we had a technology company, Luminar Consulting, share with us at their first report that after eight years of being in business in Georgia, they garnered their very first Georgia state contract or contract in, within the state of Georgia uh, because of the support of the program well, and the connections. So that's just one small, you know, small, small, not not necessarily small. That's a big, that's a big success, success story for them. They're very happy to share that. So um, do both the small business and the corporate entity enjoy being in the program? Is it mutually beneficial to both? Absolutely. What happens day to day, month to month? Well, you know, the corporations that get engaged with our program really want to develop their supplier base and uh, assure that they are working with suppliers in the long term that can support their goals and their initiatives. And, um, you know, we've been able to, uh, with some recent updates to the program over the last two years, really support our corporate mentors in developing them uh, to effectively know how to mentor and develop small 
small businesses because it's not the same as mentoring a person. You're mentoring a growing, vibrant organization. Um, and our small businesses, um, as, as a result, really benefit from the passion uh, and the support that these corporations have to seeing them grow. Um, let's let's um, talk about mentoring. Is it is it my my impression is that it went quiet for a while and now it's kind of making a comeback in terms of a process. Is that fair? I would say that um, I, I could see how you'd see that as as somewhat of an accurate statement. Um, I think that there, to your point, is is a renaissance in mentoring. Uh, it's coming back. Uh, we see the need to develop and support um, small businesses and individuals. Mentorship is just a key part of life in general, I would I would venture out to say. Um, and so we are definitely in the business community really seeing that mentorship approach, um, whether it's in development programs like ours, whether it's in incubators, accelerators. Yes, because at the end of the day, if you look at the landscape of, um, you know, the nation's, uh, you know, small business ecosystem, you know, we, we are what sustains uh, you know, our, our economy. So we've got to invest back in our small businesses and mentoring is a key component of doing that. Who does mentoring benefit? I think mentoring ben- benefits both the small business protege and the corporate mentor. Uh, the small businesses that don't have access to resources, um, subject matter experts um, that these corporations have at their disposal any day of the week. You know, the vast network that they have internally at these major organizations um, is just something that it's, it's unparalleled to get access to those individuals. Um, at the same token, corporations, um, you know, to be able to develop a supplier that they want to potentially do business with, but at the end of the day, to uh, see the the labor of uh, the fruits of their labor manifested in the successes of these small businesses later down the line, whether it's doing business with them or doing business with many, is a very fulfilling thing to witness. Um, but at the end of the day, it also helps um, their initiatives in supplier development and giving back to our back. So if I'm running a small business and let's say that I'm running a, um, let's say I'm running a hotel, um, who am I, I, and I say to myself, you know what, I need to do better. Uh, Why don't I look into this mentoring? What kind of, what can I do? Should I reach out to a bigger hotel? Should I find someone who I respect? How do I go about that process? Sure. Our program, um, actually, uh, there is an application to submit. You've got to have three years in business, uh, three full-time employees, uh, about a million dollar in annual revenue to 30. Uh, You submit a lengthy application and uh, reference letter, um, three years of financial statements and tax returns and all the fun stuff that Mm -hmm. we need just to verify. Um, And uh, we we will make the best match uh, according to what the needs of that small business is. Um, and the willingness and support of a corporation who wants to go in and support that small business. Mm -hmm. But I would venture to say that uh, if you don't have the opportunity to become a part of our program because you may not meet that um, uh, revenue requirement, um, to absolutely look to see who you want to potentially do business with and see if they have a supplier development program. 
Um, some of our corporations engaged, for example, like Accenture, um, is engaged in our program, but also has a mentoring program internally where they help support technology companies that they're specifically trying to um, help grow uh, because of procurement needs that they have down the line. Um, so I would venture to say that, uh, yes, if you're looking for a mentor, if it's a small business mentor, reach out to an organization that you aspire to be like and share with them uh, your desire to grow and how maybe there's some strategic align, uh, alliance opportunities together. We see that quite often with construction companies, not necessarily in the hotel industry, um, but construction companies. You know, you've got these small uh, construction companies whether at a million or a little bit less. And you've got major construction companies like J.E. Dunn, who's a part of our program. Uh, we've got engineering firms like Jacob that are always looking for smaller construction firms to be able to support their efforts as they get major contracts. And a lot of these contracts tie in going after and supporting smaller or smaller um businesses uh, for subcontracting opportunities. So they, they are actively looking for folks to do work with. Now, um, should I look outside of my industry or within my industry? Or does it matter? I, I, I think that the question is, are you, w what is the type of development that you're needing? Mm -hmm. Right? I right. think that that's where you, you start. Um, if, if you're looking for more sales or business development um, and you're providing, say, again, you know, back to the construction, a service that a major provider does not offer, then, then having a conversation about aligning to um, provide that service to them um, is definitely a conversation to have about saying, hey, I, but I need your mentorship. These are the areas that I need support in, whether it's process, HR, you know, forecasting for growth, a lot of the mm -hmm. uh, relevant issues uh, and concerns that small businesses have, uh, there's got to be something in it for them, unless you're talking to a corporation who's, you know, simply wanting to do their social responsibility to give back. So it all depends on where you're looking for the support and what their initiatives and goals are towards. Okay. Now, within a company, to actually help the small business themselves do better, does it make sense to implement some type of a mentoring program within that company um, to where I've got uh, some of my more senior employees maybe reaching out to some of the younger ones and establishing a program that way? Does that make, does that help? How does that help a, a small business do better? Absolutely. You know, when I hear you say that, I hear uh, retention, I hear um, uh uh, succession path, you know, within an organization. Uh, we have a lot of discussions lately uh, about the people in HR and talent and uh, the deficit of talent that exists out in today's marketplace mm -hmm. and how cultivating those future leaders of your organization is not only um, a good thing, uh, but a necessary thing if you want to ensure the long-term sustainability of your organization. Um, you know, we've witnessed just with some of these major corporations, uh, uh, UPS is exemplary in doing it. 
uh, you know, we've met some of our mentors who've been there 15, 30 years. Uh, Home Depot is another one that does a great job. Georgia Power. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we have to learn from these corporations um, on how they're doing it right when it comes to cultivating the leadership from within. So I would say that it's a small business imperative. Um, you know, I really feel for our small business CEOs because they're wearing multiple caps mm -hmm. and it's hard to put a finger on what's the most important thing. Yeah, we wear 20, 30, 40, you know, and at the end of the day, it's really about people and process. Mm -hmm. So invest in the people, find out if they are in the right roles to even begin with. A lot of times small businesses hire individuals to put a uh, person in a seat. Uh, and they have a need, they go hire somebody, had a great conversation, boom, there you sure, go. Sure, but you know, really digging deep to see number one, do they fit your culture? Number two, do they have the skill set? Mm -hmm. You know, what are their uh, their strengths, their areas of opportunity? And are you positioning them to succeed and excel in that role? Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you if you don't take the time to vet uh, the proper candidate and make sure that there's alignment from both sides, then you're going to be spending a whole lot of money. Now, should the the mentoring process should it be along what we call organizational lines? Should it be cross organizational lines um in other words uh sh should i try to mentor people that i'm directly responsible for or should the mentoring kind of direct over to uh somebody that i may not know and just give them a different little site within the organization i wish i could give you the answer to that what have you seen I i'm not an expert in it but wh what i have seen is creating a tiered approach mm -hmm. um you know ceo to executive management team uh then executive management team trickle down to to, to the next uh tier and so on and so forth um, I think that an organization to really take a look at um, is uh, Chick-fil-A's model as well. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they're just exemplary in, in recruiting uh, from the young age uh, and developing their leaders as well. Uh, and again, I, I can't say enough about what UPS, Georgia Power, and Coca-Cola also do as well. Okay. Well, um, this is On the Money, uh, brought to you by Embassy National Bank and broadcasting from the brand new Subaru of Gwinnett Radio Studio. Uh, you're listening to Joe Moss, and we're talking with Veronica Maldonado-Torres, and she is uh, filling us in on the benefits and the need to establish mentoring programs, not only within our own organizations, but also with other organizations. And um, let's go back to that conversation. I've I've seen it done both ways, where we establish a mentoring relationship with a, an individual who may not even work within the same line of business that, that someone is in and have terrific advantages. It gives everybody kind of a sounding board, and uh, it also allows the protege to talk objectively and openly about the issues that they, she or he may have. And um, so I've seen it done both ways. Sometimes you're threatened if you're in the downline, if you will, because uh, sometimes uh, responsibilities and the ability to speak freely may not be there. So, um, and, and that's a very good point, Joe, that you mentioned. It's it's imperative to maintain um, 
confidentiality. And I think a lot of times when our small businesses come into our program, uh, you know, we, we have them signed a, a memorandum of understanding. There's a code of ethics that we abide by. And, um, you know, for a small business to come in or any uh, protege, whether it be, um, you know, uh, internally within a small business enterprise or a small business being mentored by, um, by a major corporation, uh, you know, the, the vulnerability that is there in, in sharing the areas of um, development that they have need is, is, is great. Mm-hmm. And I really commend the small businesses that take up that charge to expose the areas that they need support in because you really can't do anything if you're not aware of where you need the support and that's really where folks that desire to be a part of a program like ours can truly excel because once you're willing to be open about it we're going to do everything in our power with the support of your corporate mentor with the resources that we have at our at our disposal with the georgia mentor protege and all of the institutions that support us uh, to to make sure that you develop and um, and that you're ready to go to the next level. Okay. Um, now, you're asking the small business owner to basically admit they need help. That's kind of tough sometimes, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, if I am to look back at um, my years in the program and those that have graduated and uh, being a part of many uh, business organizations, I think that um, it would behoove our small businesses to, um, to, to, to be honest with themselves because no organization is 100% perfect. Correct. There's always an area to improve. Whether you are at the, the 500,000, the 1 million, the 30 million, regardless of where you're at, there's something to improve. Um, and, and, and gratefully, uh, we afford the opportunity for um, that uh, awareness and development to be done in a safe environment where we actually care mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. about your success. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah. Um, mint, and it's tough. The personality, we've talked about this on the show a lot, the, the, the mentality or the personality of the small business owner can be um, that, hey, I can get this done all by myself. What you're suggesting is that that might not be the best approach. I would say that there are too many resources available for small businesses in the state of Georgia and across the nation. Some of them uh, free resources uh, that your taxpayer dollars pay for, for a CEO or organization not to take advantage of. If you want your company to be around for the long term, if you want, whether it's uh, you've created this business because you're passionate about it, uh, because you're you're in a lifestyle business, because you want wealth uh, creation and generation for your family, whatever your intent and purpose is, um, utilizing the resources that are out there um, is just imperative. And I would say accept it willingly, be open and and take advantage of it and 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 just use it to your to the best of your ability. Yeah, because one thing we've also talked about here is that change is inevitable. And as you start down the path with your business and you're successful, uh, within two years your business model will change. Absolutely. Your, your focus is going to have to change and you've got to be ready for that. 
and you've got to sit back and say, okay, I acknowledge that. How do I adjust? How do I be ready for that? And that's a great point. We have, um, we've got 24 small businesses and corporations in our program this year in 2015. And uh, a couple of them specifically have been around anywhere from 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. And they are exactly in our program for that reason, because the marketplace has changed. Um, Technologies have disrupted their particular industry. they may not have stayed abreast of those technological advan- advan- uh, advances and really want to seize the opportunity to make sure that they are on the cusp, they're catching up. But not only that, they are anticipating what may be coming down the line. And I think that anticipation is a, a word that all, all of our small businesses should really, really take to heart. You've got to anticipate mm-hmm. um, what, where the next step is and be sure you are ahead of that curve. And, and the way that I would recommend doing that is by being knowledgeable about your field, uh, what's taking place in the marketplace, what's taking place, um, you know, in politics, mm-hmm. in your backyard. Uh, it's all a part of the small business ecosystem to make sure that you are staying as informed as possible. Um, you know, we talk about uh, putting uh, the employees of the organization in a mentoring situation and the, and the mentor being the executive staff or whatever. But um, the board and the executive management, they need mentoring too, don't they? Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that. Probably more than anybody, right? <laughs> Hands down. And um, there's got to be someone that they should be accountable to. Um, and uh, what we've seen is the rise and importance of advisory boards for mm-hmm. our small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have someone to keep you accountable, form an advisory board where you can go to and say, this is how we're looking financially. These are the next steps in our uh, in our growth. These are the new uh, technologies we're going to be adapting. Uh, what do you think? Uh, making sure that they have a diverse group of people that are experts in their industry and making sure that they are keeping themselves relevant, making sure that they're keeping themselves accountable. And that is so key. And one of the things that our small businesses love about our program, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we definitely keep them accountable. They come into the program saying they work on three goals. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, we have finished those three goals. Mm-hmm. And if you've forgotten to you know, send us a report, if you haven't been meeting, if you haven't been responding, we take it upon ourselves to say, hey, this is for you. But you've got to come to the table and you've got to do it. And a, and a lot of times our small businesses, again, back to that point of wearing multiple caps, it's how do you prioritize what's the most important thing? That's the, that's the biggest issue we have today in, in uh, community banking is one of focus. Um, I can show you my to-do list or my wish list, and I've got 80 items on it. But i got to focus. Everybody's got to kind of focus. And I think we... Mentoring, I think, and using the advisory board system, as you've said, and um, uh, uh, will probably add that adding that accountability will would really help people focus more on what they really need to get done. I agree, hands down. Yeah. Um, talk to me about. Let's just kind of digress a little bit and talk about where. It's kind of a softball question, but. I'll give it to you anyway. Where does mentoring stand on the scale of quality of teaching and quality of learning? From the um, 
corporate side? Well, like, just share, for, share with me a little bit more okay. what that question well, means. Well, just for you. Um, actually from a from a personal side, if I'm lear- if I'm looking to learn more, and if if you build it from personal up to business, mm-hmm. uh, should I go grab a textbook? Should I uh, take a class? Should I uh, go on and do a couple of videos? Or should I seek out a mentoring relationship? What's not? What's the? What's the uh, number one on that list? I would say that all of those are important. Um, but if I had to choose one, I would say yes, seek a mentor because a mentor might recommend a book mm-hmm. that you should read. A mentor might recommend a class you should attend, and a mentor might be the one to have that conversation with about where you're at and where you're really headed and how to get there. Mm -hmm. What's that strategic plan to getting you to that vision that you have of yourself or your business? And so I never underestimate the experience of those that have done it before me, uh, are demonstratively uh, successful, Mm-hmm. Um, and can be willing uh, and kind enough to share their insight with me so that, you know, or that small business um, or employee to to achieve their personal um, goals. Okay. And success for everybody looks different, right? Yeah, and um, I, had, I heard a lecture, uh, not a lecture, I heard a talk from uh, a gentleman by the name of Andy Stanley who talked about the design, the need and the obligation that we have to mentor um, on a personal, business, corporate, however you say it, level. And he said that so many older folks, and I'll put myself in that category, feel like they're not qualified because they have failed too much. Hmm. And his comment is, the more failure, the better. Um, Because that's what a protege really learns from they don't want to hear some old guy sit there brag about all the things that they've done. Can you comment on that? I, you know, I, I think that uh, I couldn't agree more with that statement. I think that um, as much as um, we want to share that wisdom, whether it's from a from a older generation to a younger generation, I think those experiences are uh, something that should be handed down. Um, that our younger generation should hopefully be wise enough to seek. Um, But at the end of the day, I'll also say that um, you also have to experience your own failures to really, Mm -hmm. I think, understand the depth of those that are sharing that wisdom with you. But hopefully that wisdom that's being shared is something you can store away. So when you find yourself at that crossroad moment, mm-hmm. you can bring out, you know, in, the, in your brain, you know, indexed, okay, my mentor shared this particular opportunity with me or lesson that they learned. How am I going to approach it? And I think having that card, having that reference is uh, necessary for, uh, you know, the, the road of life that we travel. Um, so I, I would agree with Andy Stanley. And I would say that for those older generation individuals to say that, you know, share your failures, share those lessons learned. We learn so much from that. And in fact, I think we need to be doing a better job um, of trying to access that information because I'm sure they'll they'll share three times over how we could have done something a different way in every a, other angle. We had a publicist on the show 
Mike, I think you're nodding your head. He remembers this where I said, I decided I'm going to write a book. It's how I messed up so you don't have to. And uh, I like that. And they said uh, uh, that would probably do very well because it's, it's uh, humbling, but it's also you learn more from mistakes than you do from successes. There are those who argue, uh, especially some of the younger generation, that the world has changed so much that how can somebody that is, uh, say, 55 or over, how could they ever share anything with me because the world has changed so much, there's, there's nothing they can teach me. What would you say to that young person? Oh, my goodness. So much. <laughs> I After actually, you slapped them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that both generations have so much to learn from each other. I went recently to a seminar that a good friend, uh, Bob Littell, who is a, an amazing, uh, ne- he's the master net weaver. He actually coined the term net weaving, <clears throat> invited me to listen to Dr. Tim Elmore, who is with an organization called Growing Leaders. And Dr. Tim Elmore is a uh, psychologist and uh, his work with uh, many CEOs and also a lot of the younger generation. And he's got a book called um, The IY Generation, um, How We Can Save Their Future. And in that book, he talks about how the IY generation, which don't quote me, but I think it's those born 1984 to... to maybe maybe 2000 maybe I don't know don't quote me on that but it's the Y generation Um, basically those that are going into the workforce Mm -hmm. or those that have been there for a couple of years and how it's the first generation that hasn't needed elders for information how everything is at their fingertips Um, how there is a, a sense of entitlement that comes with this generation that has easy information Uh, immediately, Mm -hmm. that instant gratification feel. And that is a topic that for small businesses uh, and those wanting to maintain the sustainability of their organization should really pay particular attention to because you will be employing this generation. So how do you mentor through that and try to change a little bit of that behavior and attitude? I think, number one, it's an awareness of the differences Mm -hmm. and awarenesses of the benefits of that generation and how that generation still needs us or you know the older generation to uh, for communication skills mm-hmm. interpersonal skills connectivity um, they are also very big into causes so if you're a, a, an owner um, you know what's a cause that your organization is going to take up they are very engaged and involved but I would say to the older generation that there's so much wisdom you can impart, but be open to also learning from the other side because well, there's a lot they can teach us. That's as well. a good point. I've had, uh, you know, and I'll I'll throw this out there. Happy birth thirtieth birthday to my son tomorrow. Uh, Happy birthday! And uh, he has taught me so much. And um, I can tell you that uh, there are many dads out there that don't take advantage of that opportunity, and they need to. They need to learn from. The, the, the young children that they that they talk to, that they coach, that they bring up, um, they need to learn from them as much as you want them to learn from you. And, and maybe that dialogue starts the process of opening up the eyes of the, of the younger generation. I would agree. I think conversation, dialogue is the best way to start that. Mm-hmm. And, and that mentality, um, I, I'm, I'm, 
hoping that it is um, crumbling by the minute, uh, by the day that, you know, I've been there, I've done that, I know better than you. Uh, Because again, we've got to open the lines of communication from both generations, from both sides of the age spectrum. uh, Because again, there's just so much to learn from one another. Well, there is a on that subject of everything has changed, there is one of my historical heroes that has the quote that there's nothing new under the sun. In other words, so much has changed, yet so little has changed. And it's almost like um, a lot of the basic things in our lives have not changed. Um, However, there's a lot of rumbling underneath it that changes. Maybe it's the process. Maybe the micro pieces of it change. But the overall drill um you know that hasn't changed um so for example internet well that's brand new no it's not it's just another matter of communication you know communication's been around since people could open their mouths and make noise now it's just augmented right yeah god it's turned up (laughs) um and uh talk um a little bit about how how far back does mentoring go is mentoring a new thing how far back does it go I wish I knew the answer to that, but, um, you know, I've, being an avid reader, uh, you know, you, you hear stories from ancestors and uh, wisdom from uh, your elders, and I think that mentoring has just always been a part of the human experience. Um, I think You are it, correct. <laughs> uh, so, yay. Do I win something for yeah, that? sure. You, you put me on the spot there. I'm glad I got it. <laughs> yeah. No, um in fact, um, mentoring is, from what I can tell, may have started to get undone by the Industrial Revolution in terms or the, I guess, the great entitlement, not entitlement, but the great enlightenment, um, where so many things started to be questioned. And one of those things was mentoring. And, and that's where the, 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 uh, the mindset of, uh, well, I probably know better than you came from. Um, but, in, but in fact, mentoring has has been there forever and ever and ever and will never stop well there there wasn't this thing called the internet and the world wide web for folks to be able to access and, right. and refute uh, that you know i know better than you <laughs> well actually google says right. you know it's just it's a different time period but i will say that back to your thought on um back to basics i think that if there's one thing that i just love about our program is that we do go back to basics. Why are you in business? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the plan? What's the vision? Are you wanting to provide, you know, for families that you employ? You know, everyone wants to put a roof over over their head. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to be able to um, take care of the necessities and take a vacation and, and do whatever they have planned for their life. So back to basics on one, uh, what is what do they understand to be the most important thing to them? That is another aspect that we take in this program. Um, there's a leadership component. There is a, a time to reflect when you can take 12 months out to think about where your business is headed. It's not a one week program. It's, 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 it's specifically designed 12 months for you to analyze, to think, to consider, to learn, to implement, and to see the successes. And, and while I'm sad to say that sometimes I don't see immediate success in, in, you know, in a, in a 12 month period, you know, I go back to one of the first classes that we had, um, under our, our partnership, our new partnership under the program about three years ago where, um, Sid, um, 
Sid Ahmed, president and CEO of VDART, uh, a technology company, came on board and literally in three years, um, he, he's, he's in the $50 million range now, annual revenue. And his business is booming and growing. And, you know, I, I sat with him not too long ago. And, you know, he said, I was just invited to a global forum where they talked to me about how my business is disrupting the technology industry. And so it's amazing to see those the long term trickle effects of what a program like ours does. And what it is, is holding people accountable. It's being strategic with their vision and having someone to say, hey, here are the resources to help you get there. Mm -hmm. Go do it. Mm -hmm. I, I believe wholeheartedly that one of the best things you can get out of any program, but our program is a cheerleader approach. Yes, you can. You might fall and skin your knees, but get back up, dust it off, and keep on rolling. Um, and the mentoring relationship typically has no, um, it's, it's typically a, um, uh, a volunteer. In other words, there's no, there's no money at stake. So it tends to be a lot more open and, um, and helpful. Um, and more prone to getting good advice and receiving good advice, I would think. Yeah, we're we're really lucky. We have people that care. <clears throat> we have people that care about um, seeing that small business uh, succeed. And um, new something new we're actually uh, working on doing this year is bringing individuals who just have a particular expertise in a field, whether it be risk management or financial. Um, to come in and be that uh, support group that we can call on because mm -hmm. uh, our, our corporate mentors uh, have vast and extensive knowledge and an and access to their SMEs internally of their organizations. But, you know, we, we do have a, a specialty need every so often that comes about. So we're open to having conversations with individuals that have uh, that are currently in corporations and may not be able to dedicate 12 mm -hmm. months to one. But, you know, would like to come on board and be a sounding board, be kind of like an expert in residence. Uh, and we welcome that opportunity to uh, to connect and, and talk about how you can give back. Um, we are out of just about out of time, but I do want to kind of go back and um, kind of let you have a chance to uh, summarize your program. Let people tell you tell you tell people how to get in touch with you and um name of the program and and uh, if if they're interested how they should uh, start with you and then uh, we'll kind of wrap it up with some uh, final thoughts so how do they get in touch with you so they can visit us at our website at georgia spelled out georgia mpc.org uh, we've got all the information there about how to apply for the program. Uh, we will be opening up the nomination application process uh, the beginning of the first uh, week of May. Uh, and we'll go through about mid-June. So uh, you've got to be nominated to our program. A corporation can nominate you. A ch business chamber of commerce can nominate you. Economic Development Authority, a corporation, or alumni of our program can nominate that business. Um and then submission of that application. Uh, we are looking for companies that are hungry and ready to take it to the next level. A million to $30 million in annual revenue, three years in business, three full-time employees, mm -hmm. registered with the Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. um, we, again, you know, uh, you can reach out to me personally at Veronica, V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A-M at Georgia, spelled out, mpc.org, or 
easy enough, info at georgiampc.org. Well, thanks, um, Veronica, for being here today. And um, um, I, I just think it's important for everybody to, to try to recognize the benefits and the need for not only mentoring, uh, but also uh, the role, being the role of the protege as well. Um, I think mentoring is, is a lost art. I think it's been forgotten, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's actually, I think, a requirement of us as a person to want to reach out and help through a mentoring process, sharing your knowledge, sharing where you have messed up, most importantly. Uh, also letting people know that, yeah, there can be a little gold at the end of the rainbow, too. But I think most importantly, uh, you know, we learn from we learn from what we have 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 messed up on more than anything, and to share that with the next group of people coming up. Absolutely. And so, on that note, I would say that any corporations wanting to jump on board mm-hmm. and support this initiative mm-hmm. uh, and this program, I welcome your phone calls. We really want to take care of our backyard. Any Good. small businesses as well. So, thanks for the opportunity, Joe. Sure, I've got a couple of ideas that may want to do this. Um, well, listen, this has been On the Money. We've just talked about mentoring with um, uh, Veronica Maldonado-Torres, and uh, we have been broadcasting from the brand-new Subaru Gwinnett Radio Studios, and this has been On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you.